Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. Yes, this weekend is mind and meditation. So let's uh, come to here. Ram Das 
You know, most people in life just receive what's served. But people of your caliber receive what's served and wonder what the... Yeah? Because what's served is just basically raw material. And what humanity has figured out is how to make idiocy out of raw material. Idiocy that works, kind of, ever so slightly. Idiocy that works kind of and ever so slightly. And the beauty of evolution is that it will allow the system to get away with something until it doesn't. And we have entered a time when the system will not allow what's taking place. The system is shifting because the system is intensifying the tension, pressure, stress, and friction that are involved in enabling matter to exist is increasing. So if you're slightly out of your center point, because in your center point you don't experience tension as tension, pressure as pressure, friction as friction, stress as stress, you experience the combination of all of them in a state of balance. And when you're experiencing all of those things, tension, pressure, stress, and friction in a state of balance, you experience matter that matters. If you do not experience it at your center point, you experience stress that makes matter not matter. You experience friction that makes matter not matter. You experience tension that makes matter not matter. You experience pressure that makes matter not matter. Or you experience combinations of those things because they're not balanced. What happens to a tent pole when it's surrounded by pegs and ropes? What happens to a tent pole? It's stable. It stands up. All of your answers are correct. What happens if you start to shift the tensions and create more pressure, tension, stress, and friction outside of the center point? Does the pole stand up? So what happens in the current form of human existence is that the pole's not standing up and everybody is looking for someone to blame. And what happens when that person that you're blaming receives the most dominant condition of blame? What's the most dominant condition of blame? It begins with a V. V. Huh? Say it louder. Violence. Violence. 
When you blame to the maximum, you feel threatened to the maximum. And when you feel threatened to the maximum, your reaction is to be violent. And that's the reason human beings are violent. When human beings are violent, they become insecure. When they become insecure, they stockpile. We're the only creature on earth that stockpiles. All other creatures know that if they live in the moment, they instinctually have the moment to create their opportunity. Because we've been endowed with free will, which we think is just the, should I wear red or green? You know, for those of us that dress like this, we don't have much choice. You know, it's like white or off-white or... Okay, yeah, I know, we add some colors to it, but that's not what free choice is. That's not what free will is. Free will is the ability to will yourself to the center where you experience your freedom. Free will is the willing, is the ability to will yourself to the center where you experience freedom. Can you fight for freedom? No. No. <laughs> Not at all. That whole, that whole line of thinking, mind and meditation, right? That whole line of thinking, exert to receive something. Hmm? If you exert to receive something, will you ever experience it? Will you ever get it? Yes, you'll get it. But will you experience it? So if you get something but don't experience the thing, do you have it? Not according to your mind. Not according to your mind. Not according to your sensation. And so we're working this weekend on how do we construct our moments. Because our moments are constructed through a combination, a confluence of many elements. And so we have this opportunity this weekend to deconstruct the way we've been and reconstruct the way it is. We have to draw in the inverse because the beginning is nothing and there's no way to draw nothing. <coughs> Emphasis added. We have to draw it in the inverse because everything begins at nothing and there's no way to draw nothing. All right? So let's just imagine that this is the total surrounding, which is at the center point of everything. So I've drawn it on the outer point. Did I say that we're going we're to draw it in the inverse? 
because you can't draw. I couldn't go up there and I, and I would say, okay, this is where we begin, right? How do you make a, anything from that, right? Class dismissed. So we begin with the everything that is nothing. What's the mantra that demonstrates everything that is nothing? We were just chanting it. Guru, Guru, Guru. What's the mantra that, chant, that demonstrates everything is nothing? No, Wahe. Just Guru. Okay? Gu is nothing. Ru is everything. Ru is the everything that comes from nothing. So what happens is that in between everything which is nothing, there is the main filter. And remember, this is from within, not from without. And this is your... This is your consciousness, which is also known as spirit. And this is the only thing that travels with you from incarnation to incarnation. And that which drives all of this, that which drives which is everything which is nothing. I'll write it up there. But that which drives the whole thing is soul. Consciousness, which is spirit, so it's moving in this direction because you're down here experiencing your moments. Being inflated, deflated, momentum, lacking momentum, you're having your experience. But don't think that it's out here. It's from within. But it's not just from within at a center point in your body. It's within the center point of every point. So we can't think about that. I mean, we, that just makes us nuts. Hmm? So we're drawing it the way we can think about it. Remember in Bruce Almighty? Remember Bruce Almighty with uh, Jim Carrey and, um, and uh, Morgan Freeman? Yes? What did Morgan Freeman say when he... Wasn't it Morgan Freeman? Yeah. What did he say when he was up on the ladder and, and uh, Jim Bruce was looking up? They wrote that line in my house. They did. 
They wrote a lot of that line. We were sitting around and they wrote a lot of the, that Bruce Holmes. What did Morgan Freeman say to Jim Carrey when he was up on the ladder? He said, that's the problem with you people. You're always looking up. Look in. Hmm? Because what is when you look up? What are you creating? What? Duality, you're creating a hierarchy. Did you say that? Thank you. You're creating a hierarchy. And what is a hierarchy? Balance or lack of balance? Equilibrium or lack of equilibrium? Lack of equilibrium, lack of balance, correct? And if it's a hierarchy, are you equal? No. So you don't want to look up. You want to look in. And you want to look in when you're looking at anybody. You want to go, wow, look at me. Not look at me. You want to go, look at me, look at me, look at me, because you're seeing them within. Got it? Hmm. So, soul drives the whole thing through everything as nothing. Then it becomes something and it moves through your conscious awareness, your spirit. And that is what goes with you from lifetime to lifetime, and that's what you're working on. Why do you do yoga? Hmm? You do yoga to tune in? Why do you do yoga? That's correct. Why do you do yoga? You do yoga to get your body out of the way. So that you can dwell in your body, it was correct, by the way, it, so that you can dwell in your body, but your body is not the one in charge. You can use your body. Have you ever driven a car that has like, you put on the brakes and pulls to the left or the right or something like that, right? Right? And if you really have to brake intensely, you know, really pulls, right? It is out of out of alignment. Somebody said a lot to align, right? So when you're in your body and you're experiencing your experience and the experience is not perfect, <laughs> like a moment when you have to slam on the brakes in, in a car, are you going to respond or react properly? No. So we do yoga so that our body doesn't interfere with all that's going on. Hmm? Why do we meditate? Mind and meditation. Why do we meditate? So our mind doesn't interfere. Yeah. So that our brain doesn't interfere. Hmm? How can you get a dog to stop interfering with you? Give it a bone. And meditation is literally giving your, and I will use the word brain, because we don't have a mind, we have a brain. The universe has a mind, and what we consider to be our mind is the brain-mind connection, or the brain-mind correlation. Okay? So, then it comes down through your consciousness, which is what you form. Let's think about the consciousness. If the consciousness goes with you through every lifetime, right? 
What are you doing with your consciousness in each lifetime? You're experiencing new things through different lives. Is that experiencing new things through different lives adding clarity or debris to your consciousness? It depends, correct? It depends on how you experience, correct? So your answer is absolutely correct. And we experience our experience going through many lives, correct? And from the majority of those lives, we were unconscious. In other words, life was what happens to you, then you die, right? And so we were, we were accumulating debris, right? And that debris is causing us to either be unable to see or that we see something that isn't, right? It distorts it so much that it's a complete non-reality. We flew yesterday, my wife and I, from Los Angeles on Virgin America. And Virgin America has an unusual bulkhead. The bulkheads are transparent. They're transparent plastic. But they have a, a, like a purple hue to them, right? A purple shade to them. And so we were looking through this purple plastic. We were getting ready to land. And we were looking through the purple plastic, and there was the stewardess sitting in the jump seat, right? You know the seats that pop down when, the, when you're going to land? She's sitting in the jump seat, and the man in row one was reflected in the mirror. And I said to my wife, look at they're sitting next to each other. Because he's sitting here... And five or six feet away, she's sitting here behind this plexiglass stuff, right? But to our view, they were sitting side by side. What are you looking at when you're looking? Are you looking at that illusion part of the time? You did this to me. <laughs> Right? Because he, he leaned over and completely squished her. <laughs> All of a sudden, you didn't see her face. You saw his face, but kind of like with her face superimposed. So we know he squished her, don't we? We sat there. We saw it. We know it. Right? Yes? Could be. <laughs> Work with my story. Yeah. <laughs> right? So what are your senses demonstrating? What are your senses demonstrating? Are they demonstrating reality? They're not demonstrating reality unless you have done what? What did we just say? The lifetimes, the experiences of many lifetimes either clarify or create debris, right? So you're either experiencing what is or you're experiencing the illusion depending upon what? How your consciousness has evolved 
as to whether or not it's clear or filled with distorting debris. Correct? Yes? And that's what people mean, masters mean, when they say, experience the what is. And, you know, I love, you know, there's so many different lifestyles, as we're demonstrating. So many different spiritual lifestyles. And some of them say, you don't need, don't do yoga, you don't need yoga. You don't do this, you don't need this, don't, it doesn't matter what you eat. And you know what that is? That's a person talking to you on the phone from San Francisco. And you're sitting in Seattle. And they're already in San Francisco because San Francisco in this story is enlightenment. All right. Right? Okay. Right? And they're saying, from my experience, you don't need yoga. Well, yeah, every day you wake up, you're in San Francisco. But I have to get to San Francisco. So I need a car, I need a road, I need all of these different things, don't I? I need gasoline, I need my car to run right, so what is going to make my car run right? Yoga. So I say, (laughs) (laughs) and there are so many Sikhs Because the British really tried to wean the Sikhs off of the Hindus. So they said, yoga is a Hindu thing. And so Yogi Bhajan came as a Sikh, right? And all of a sudden, the Indian Sikhs are all like, that's that Yogi Baba. That's that Yogi Baba, that Hindu stuff. Those people are the Hindu stuff, you know? Because what is the British form of governing? Divide and conquer, right? So that is the history, right? That is the history and the consciousness of all of those who are experiencing the experience. But you hear it all along. You hear it from every... There's, there's babas all over the world. You know, you don't need this, you don't need that. I need everything. Yogi Bhajan would walk down the street and somebody would say, Oh, do you celebrate Christmas? And he'd say, I celebrate any chance I get. <laughs> You got an excuse for me to celebrate, I'll take it. So, you're, we're still in consciousness in spirit. Now, there is this whole process that you're going to go through where you're interpreting gunas, tattvas, these things, that, these words that are in your, in your manual. And as the energy goes through these different levels, as this energy that's coming through here is going through these different levels, you have this brain which is doing um, um, dualistic correlation, right? It's, It's comparing, constantly comparing in this dualistic way. What is this? What does that mean? What is this? What is this compared to that? What does this mean to that? How does this relate to that? That's what your brain is there for. How are you going to get a clear picture if it's always looking for the what is against the what isn't? Grab a piece of paper, take your pen, pencil, draw a person's face. Draw a face. 
Are you done? How many need more time? Raise your hand. Okay, we're not asking for masterpieces here. We're just asking for draw a person's face, okay? All right. So, who would like to show their art? Hold it up. Okay, hold it up. There you go. Here. So everybody can see. What did she draw? She drew, like the rest of you all did, we all do, she drew what's called an outline. Correct? The line between what is and what isn't is what you draw. With the brain, you draw the conclusion in every moment between what is and what isn't. That's the nature of the brain. The brain is always distinguishing what is, what isn't. But if the brain is focused on that outline, is the brain allowing you to experience what is? Correct. Because the brain is giving you an indication of the outline between what is and what isn't. The only way I can see you is by distinguishing you between what is and what isn't. How many saw the, um, um, the Robert Downey Jr. Um, Sherlock Holmes movie? Do you remember the very last scene in the movie just before the credits when everybody else had left the room? What happened? Out of this big overstuffed chair, remember? Remember? He appears because he was wearing the same fabric that the chair was upholstered in. And so with him sitting in that chair, I mean, I reversed that thing and reversed that thing and reversed that thing back and forth just to see, you know, like, was that like just a frame dub or was that an actually him coming? He actually came out of the chair. Why didn't we see him before that moment? Because he was the what isn't only. So I ask you, when are you the what is you instead of the what isn't you? Because most people on earth are striving to prove that they're not something. Why does a person try to be thought of as intelligent? So they don't look stupid. Because humans' greatest fear is embarrassment. Because embarrassment is an outcasting. And we have been in that embarrassment terror for millions of years of evolution. Because if you're in a group that casts you out, what happens to you? You die. You die. 
And so we fear embarrassment over death. What do people say when they're just hugely embarrassed? I could have, I could have died. So, as the brain, right, as the brain is attempting to have the experience, is it having the experience? Not much. It's experiencing the outline. It's drawing a conclusion from what is to what isn't. So why do you give the brain meditation? What did I say about the dog? If you don't want the dog to bug you, what do you do? Give it a bone. And so a mantra to the brain is like a bone to the dog. You don't need anything out of that dog. You need, you need, the, you need that dog. That you, don't, you don't need anything out of that dog. You need the dog to lay there so that you can use the dog to experience the day. Because that dog is in charge of the sensory system. And it's through the sensory system in its total neutrality, which means it can't be bugging in any direction. It can't be assuming. It can't be projecting. It can't be... Reflecting, it can't be doing anything. It can only be experiencing the experience. And what the masters in the old days, how many have ever been to India? Huh? Do you know what a key is like in India? You know those skeleton keys? There's a lot of keys in India that are like the skeleton key. And the skeleton key cannot be reproduced in one of those grinding wheels. The skeleton key is reproduced with a locksmith has a tin of putty. And that tin of putty must be firm enough, must be flexible enough to take an impression and firm enough to hold an impression. So your brain in its correlation with your sensory system, must be firm enough to take an impression. Because can water take an impression? Water can take an impression, but it instantaneously doesn't hold the impression. If I put this in water, it takes the impression. But it's, if I take it out, you cannot... There's no memory, is there? Mem water holds memory in a different way. So... You have to be firm enough to take the impression of the moment and not distort it. Because the one thing that that tin of putty always has is a lid. So that no debris enters the putty. Because what happens if debris enters the putty? Will the key work? No. no. Because it won't take an accurate impression. So if your mind, your dog... Hmm? has anything going on other than a bone, which keeps it out of that state of activity. It doesn't take the impression of the moment. Is that clear? So what is your mind going to do to experience the experience? It's going to relay 
uninterrupted, undistorted, the sensory information of the moment. So, you have this, you have this working, you've developed a tremendous consciousness, clear, 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 and what you've done now is you've removed the debris. What is the debris? You said it earlier. What is the debris? The debris is the it is the experience of every lifetime. Hmm? And how many lifetimes do we hold on to? Genetically. How many lifetimes do we hold on to genetically? <laughs> Cats do nine. <laughs> you get it? So, would you say that genetically, you're nine... You see, <laughs> the power of suggestion. <laughs> would you say that genetically, you're nine... Would you say genetically you're seven lives? <laughs> Thank you. Seven lives are crystal clear. Do you have any debris in your ancestry, huh? Ah, one or two, one or two outliers, right? But everything else was pure, crystal clear, right? No, we all have. We all have. We're 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 humans in the 21st century. We all have debris in seven generations. Should you take your debris personally? No. What happens when you take your debris personally? You become attached to it and you carry it forward. You are unwilling to release. Anything that's personal, you're unwilling to release. So if somebody insults you and you feel insulted, it means that you are unable to release their insult. When are you unable to release an insult? When you believe it to be partially or completely true. When someone is offensive to you and you are offended, you have not released the debris. What did the indigenous people call that which protects your boundary from insult and offense? It begins with an E, an E. L, energetics, V. Huh? I've almost spelled the whole word. Elves. Elves. Elvation? <laughs> Elves. What did the indigenous, like the, um, the, the Celtics, right? 
What did they call that which exudes from within? Begins with an F. Fairies. Fairies. So fairies are that which exudes life from within. Elves was that energetic that actually protected the boundaries or defined the boundaries. Hmm? And yes, they both exist. So what we have here is we have, we're looking at what really is the mind. By the way, in between here, we have... Um, Gunas, tattvas, we have a lot of stuff. What is, what is matter? What is manifest? I said it earlier. It's made up of four functions. What are the functions? Got all four there, sir. Okay, you're just the mouthpiece, huh? Tension, pressure, stress, and friction. How many love tension? How many love stress? How many love pressure? How many love friction? What do we do in order to not experience them? Begins with a B. Maybe we should have a course in short-term memory. (laughs) Say it louder. Give her a hand. Come on. (laughs) What is the word? What is the word? What is the word? Balance. Yes. So when we are balanced, what do we do to create balance? Balance. Yoga. Yoga. What do we do to create mental balance? Bingo. What do we use as sometimes, what do we use as the bone in meditation to mantra? So you see how this all works? Yes? And what are we looking for in the midst of all this? What are we looking for? Money. (laughs) No, actually, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. Don't don't lie to us. (laughs) You're really enjoying the laugh that you're getting, and we are too, so... Do not be sorry in the midst of joy. (laughs) What are we looking for? We said it earlier. Freedom, clarity, the what is, and another word, E. Enlightenment, but EX. Experience. We're looking to experience the what is as opposed to the Remember the story of the stewardess and the, and the man in this first row, right? 
I mean, this was, I wanted to get my phone and take a picture of that. But we were landing and you're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to be doing that. Just, it was so crystal clear. He was sitting right next to her. And then he leans over and squishes her. <laughs> so when your good relations, in whatever way, lean over and squish you, should you react? You should check. Hmm, what really happened here? Right? Yes? How many of you raise an appendage? I'll start out this way. How many of you have ever blown it in that setting? <laughs> Come on. You're not being fully truthful. <laughs> Absolutely we do it, don't we? And what is the mechanism by which we can undo the nature of the debris in the, I'm going metaphor to metaphor, the nature of the debris in the putty, which is not enabling us to have a clear impression of the experience. What is it that we can do? Begins with an, that's true, begins with an F, the word I'm looking for. Hmm? There must be some vortex in this corner because this corner is getting all the right answers. Come on, we all sit in this corner over here and squish her. <laughs> like they did it. No, yeah, absolutely. Forgive. Who must you forgive? Huh? Yeah. Give forward. Let's just do a little bit of the... Oh, I was turned off here. I forgive you. I forgive you. your two palms together at the center of your chest. Think about all of this that's going on in every moment, driven by soul, through nothing becoming something, your consciousness that's been developing over tens and tens of thousands of lifetimes. And then it descends through your impression of the gunas and the tattvas, the energies and the elements into your experience, 
that is being defined by your sensory system ricocheting off of your brain, developing emotional responses, feelings, attitudes. And just realize that in the midst of all of this, if you can just be in that state of forgiveness, and right now the bone that you want to give to your dog is called, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. sensory mechanism has a big story behind it and when we're taking offense or when we're insulted or when we have any feeling other than joy ease joy knowing and liberation or ease joy knowing and freedom we're distorting the what is to match what we think Thank you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.